Welcome to episode two of the Raising Kings podcast. You are here with Jay Bent, and across from me, as always, is my brother Rail. Yo, Merry Christmas, baby. <laughs> episode two, man. Uh, as you can hear, we coming right off of Christmas. Um, man, how how was your Christmas? Oh, uh, it was kind of fast. Like leading up to Christmas, like I knew we had like two, three days left. But I did my Christmas shopping and things uh, like around Thanksgiving, so I had plenty of time to just chill. But as far as like the actual holiday and getting to relax and everything, like I ain't had no time, bro. Like I had to work Christmas Eve. I got off early, um, came home, packed my clothes. Bree got off work. We went to my grandma's house, which is two and a half hours away. Um, got there. We went to a party. We was at a party from. Uh, like, I think we got there like five thirty, six o'clock was at the party, stayed to the party till like 10 30, came home, went to sleep, woke up, went to breakfast, uh, opened more gifts. Um, matter of fact, we had Christmas for Isaiah on the 23rd. Like he opened all his gifts in Richmond on the 23rd. So, um, we did all that. Then, um, showered and everything. Went to my other grandma house and left and drove back to Richmond. And that was our Christmas, bro. Man, this this might have felt like the quickest Christmas yes. I think I've ever experienced. Um, I mean, it's like last year, you know, like both our sons was extremely young. So it really wasn't like the excitement was there for them to wake up and open gifts. But uh, this year, yeah, I, like they understood I guess to a certain degree because I mean Trent was ripping bags open, yeah, you know. Like uh, when we woke up, I took him out the room and uh, I tried not to let him. Like I didn't put him down for him to uh-huh. go to his gifts yet, but he saw me was trying to like jump out of my arms. Yeah, and I was like, I didn't expect you to, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like really understand the concept of gifts and stuff like that. And I don't even think it was necessarily that, but it's crazy how much the year changed fast. Um, but. uh I didn't really do much. Uh, woke up, opened gifts for him. Um, then he went back with his mom. Then I went to my grandparents' house. Mm-hmm. Um, we opened gifts there. You know, I came back home. Uh, but uh, it was a good holiday, man. Got got everything I think I wanted. I didn't ask for anything, so I guess everything I got was a plus. A lot of the stuff that we using for this podcast was a Christmas gift for real. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you for that, brother. Oh, man. No, thank you. <laughs> Uh, this was really your idea, so yeah. <laughs> so I mean, but uh, overall, man, it was a good holiday. Uh, yeah. Got to spend time with family. You know, it's always that's good. always good. I'm looking forward to seeing how these next Christmases go. It's so much, so much focus on the kids. Like it's, that's it. And now I see the stuff that my parents were saying to me growing up. It was like, man, the older you get, the more is more about socks. <laughs> In draws, you know? <laughs> socks, draws, and wife beers, bro. <laughs> you give bro. me those, I'm a good man. Uh, crazy, I ain't even get no socks this Christmas. I got two pair of socks. One say World's Best Coach, and the other one is uh, Space Jam. I can get them drums, huh? Like the socks, I can get them drums. The World's Best Coach or the Space Jam? Both. Nah, I already got two feet that I'm gonna use them with. Nah, right, I respect it. I respect it. <laughs> but oh. Uh, but no, nah, but now, man, going into the new year. Uh, speaking of that, is there any plans for New Year's or? Um, 
we're gonna do a little shindig at the crib. Nothing big. Uh, just some some close friends, some family, a little bit of liqueur. Okay. You know, something be, safe. I probably go praise the Lord. That's also safe on uh on New Year's. That's you bring you bring the New Year's in with the Lord. He gonna be with you all year long. That's that's what they say. <laughs> you know, I did that last year. He been with me. He been with me this whole year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of the year, uh, man, like how how has your year gone? Like, man, since um, it's pretty much over. I I'll say like like this. Like the beginning of my year, I thought it was gonna be the worst year possible. Like the housebound process is a bitch for one. So, um. At the beginning of the year, I'm thinking, like, all right, we're going to get this house. And then as it get closer to the end of the year, I'm like, I mean, the end of the time that we're supposed to close on the house, I'm like, I don't know if we're going to get this house. Mm-hmm. Um, So it seemed like my year was like when something bad happens, something great happened. So, like, I leave my job at the school. I find another job that's better, that I like more. And then we close on the house. Mm-hmm. Then... Um, fast forward to October, I get in a car accident. Like Isaiah's in the car, Bree's in the car. Like I know I can't. Like I just bought a house, so I don't know if I can afford a new car. Come back, my car's totaled. Mm-hmm. So now I got to buy a new car. I get a new car, and insurance bless me. <laughs> so. Like, it was just, like, one of those things, like, where something bad happens, like, I'm blessed with something that's even greater. Mm-hmm. And then um, this whole time, like, I was thinking, uh, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to have enough money to buy everybody what they want for Christmas, even though I know it's not about the gifts, but, like, still, everybody take care of you throughout Especially the year. Especially the man of the family, like, exactly. you be able to provide Exactly. That. Yeah, no matter what. So, um, Everybody took care of me, like, throughout the year. Like, my family is, like, a big blessing. You know that. You, yours is the same. Like, mm-hmm. your family's like my family. So, mm-hmm. um, I was able to get the gifts. And, like, it was just, like, my job had gave me a bonus. Mm. So, that's where I was able to get more gifts than I expected. So, like, everything just, like, was so good this year. Even the bad things that happened, like, it turned into Nothing something great. That bad. Yeah, me. exactly. Yeah, so when I see people post that meme <laughs> that uh, 2019 was like, did you die? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, no, I didn't die, but like, it wasn't even close to but it wasn't close anything to it being that bad. And I feel like that's, uh, I feel like that's kind of, that's kind of the story of, of life as you get older and stuff like that. Like you try to figure out how to roll with the punches Yep, and make the best out of it. Because I, I always kind of use this for myself. Like I always say, no matter what I'm going through, there's somebody out here that's going through going through worse. something worse. So I try to use that and realize how blessed I am. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's hard because when you're in that room alone, your right. problems are your problems. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's and nobody the else. only person that's in your head is you. Like, yep. No matter it's, what. And it's, uh, I mean, it's been a good year. Um, yeah. The beginning of the year was, you know, heavy football, heavy sports, stuff like that. So we really didn't get no time to think. Um then in the middle of the year, you know, you go through your your normal problems. Uh of course. So nothing extreme has happened to me this year that I can think of. 
And if I'm forgetting it, that's just even more of a blessing. Because exactly. It, you know, it wasn't that, that extreme. Um, now, coming towards the end of this year has been kind of rough mentally. Yeah. But that's, I mean, nobody to blame but myself, you know. Uh, just going through stupid stuff, I guess. Putting myself in situations I shouldn't be in, just in general, for my own, like, I guess, mental health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh... Everything is going good. Like you said, it's a blessing. My child's healthy. I'm healthy. That's uh, all that matters, bro. Um, I feel like a lot of my stress came from football. Because it's like, we. I feel like I, you know, being on the road so much and having to put that time and the practice and all that type of stuff, it's like. It's draining. It's Mentally super for draining. For real. Bro. Super draining. And then you, I mean, you travel six, seven hours away, and then you lose. And then like, yeah. You know what I'm I don't think people realize that part of it, like. A lot of people on the outside looking in, like, it's just sports, you know, like, yeah, you like, know, wins and losses. It's just a game. Like, oh, we put so much time stuff. into this shit. Like, that is like, I spend hours and hours being at work in the school system, sitting there on my computer, doing, you know, drawing up football plays, studying defenses, all that type of stuff. You yeah. go out there, and then you lose, and it's like, this is some bullshit. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Everything I did was for nothing. For nothing. And then you come back home, and it's hard to compartmentalize that type of mentality yeah then you gotta expel it on your family and your friends and of course at that point like y'all understand because you're into it exactly yeah. but the outside people just like, see that shit what's game. wrong with you yeah you know and I'm like you wouldn't understand like like they see that shit as a game and if you if you put in the time that we put in and then for mm-hmm. some of our players, they don't get it. Like at all. on the like, ride home, like they still having fun. They still joking, laughing, joking. Like, and... Bro, we just got our ass whooped. And what do you find it funny at this point? And see, and that's the thing. Like I'm not saying you're supposed to sit and you and know cry. Talk and, yeah. That's not what we're saying. But it's like you got to have a level of passion for this. Exactly. And the one thing about coaching that it took me a while. Well, not really a while. Like it kind of clicked. Honestly, like immediately is that I can't want it more than these kids. Not at all, and bro. the level of sports that we both coach at, you see it a lot. And it's like, we have families, we have friends, we got lives that we leave to yep. dedicate to y'all. The least y'all can do is have that same passion or exactly. more that we bring to it. But I ain't even bringing up to talk about sports. It was just, as far as <laughs> yeah, my year true. goes, it was just like, that's where I point my most stress at. And it's been... Oh, yeah, definitely. And like, it's been tough because it's... A lot of times I feel like, you know, like like you said this morning, I mean, not this morning, this year, I'm sorry, by the way, y'all, I'm sick, so, you know, bear with me and my voice. But, uh, like, the housebound process, you said that, you know, that's stressful, that's tough. Stressful as fuck. But through the grace of God, you were able to do it. Definitely. And I feel like I, I, I want to do that, but something that was holding me back this year is football. Yeah. And I miss out on a lot of money dedicating this time, time to that football. And it's like, so at certain points, I've had to sit down and realize that this is what I want to do. I can always step back from football. I can go work a numerous amounts of jobs that can pay way more than I get paid for now. House. And I can go get that house. I can provide for my kid. But, you know, luckily I'm able to provide for him now. Yeah. But I do wish things could be a little different. But I'm holding on to hope because it's like at some point this got to pay off. Like you said, for every bad thing is a good thing. Yep. Um, so going into this next year, that's my focus. That's my outlook is that I'm going to take every, every day, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to take it for granted. Mm-hmm. I'm going to maximize my opportunities and 
hopefully by the middle of the year, I'm sitting at a point where I'm like, all right, this is where I want to be. Yeah. So, but uh, we're gonna start this episode for y'all. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a long winded yeah, introduction, but but we needed to get that off yeah. uh, and review our year. Um, episode one. First off, I want to say thank y'all for y'all that listened, for y'all that gave feedback. Yes, we really we, appreciate it. We definitely taking that shit and putting it into use. Like everything for that y'all sure. said, we like we don't only study sports. Like oh no, this this shit, this podcast shit is our life too. So yeah. we're definitely studying that too. Um, this is like a, a weekly vent session. Um, so. We once again, man. We thank y'all. We look forward to hearing more feedback from y'all in the future. Yes. Um, so and we this, also uh, mm-hmm. not to cut you off, bro, no, but we know. also want to hear some of the things that y'all got um, cooking for for 2020. So don't sure. hesitate to let us know. We're gonna definitely post it. Yep. And, y'all got um, any businesses? Any if you starting something new? If you, if you get into podcasting yourself, whatever the case may be, um, even for our young listeners that are in high school, you know, if y'all doing something good, if y'all made good grades, I don't, shit, whatever it is, let us know. And we'll um, definitely, we'll shout, definitely you shout you out. Um, so episode two, this is, uh, as we've said in the intro to this episode, the year's wrapping up, it's coming to an end, um, but not only the year, the decade, uh, which is, which is a big deal. Yeah. Um, the past 10 years have been event filled, um, in all aspects of, of life. Yes, and a um, lot of growth. A lot of growth. A lot of growth. Um, so we want to dedicate this episode, or at least a portion of it, to this decade. Um, hey, before we get on the decade, bro, is Trent on your socks? Yes, he is. Speaking of socks. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, um, this was a gift. This was a gift from a very special person. Um, I'm assuming Trent. No. Oh, but okay. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, no, it wasn't Trent, but he likes them. Uh, and, uh, I fuck with it. Yeah, and uh, I'll post a picture on the Instagram page for y'all to see these socks. They say number one dad, and they got his face on it. Yeah, with some socks. Yeah, with some socks. Um, so this is a <laughs> it's a special special gift. Yeah. So so my plan was to wear these every football game yeah. that I coached in. But then if you certain people know that I don't like wearing anything more than once without washing it, so I couldn't yeah, do that. I feel so you. I feel you. Uh, but no, man, I love these socks. They was a Father's Day gift. Long. I didn't mean to get off subject, but no, it's just actually, kind of it's, it's not really off subject because also right here is well, you know, my wallet. This was a gift at the same time, you know, with his face on it. Yeah, that don't kind so, of thick. Yeah, pause. Huh? Huh? What's thick? The wallet. Oh, okay. All right, good. <laughs> <laughs> it was about the same thing. Um, no, nah, bro, it's just a bunch of cards. It ain't oh, even. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, all I got is five, five funky ass dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um, if y'all listen to our podcast more, maybe I can you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. get more money. But um, nevertheless, kind of speaking on Trent and Zay, this decade, the, the next decade coming up. Yeah. Um, what are your expectations for Isaiah in this next decade? He will at the end of the decade, our children will be ten years old. Yes. Which is crazy. Because it doesn't even sound like a long time. No, no. Because these last 10 years flew by. So I'm sure these next 10 years will fly by. So yeah. what are your expectations for him, whether it's growth, I mean, whatever? Man, I'm hoping he hit like 6'2", by 10, <laughs> 11. Um, I don't know if y'all follow me on Instagram. It's four underscores, twitty, T-W-I-T-T-Y. Um, and that's my Instagram. Um, 
But if you follow me on Instagram, he was dunking last night and yelling. <laughs> and then uh, we was playing basketball a little bit. And I was like, yo, pass me the ball, Kobe. He looked me in my face and he shot it. My man. And that was like one of my most proud moments <laughs> of being his father with a basketball in his head. <laughs> so, um, I just, I, I honestly, like, he's so smart right now that yeah. Um, I hope that continue to build. Like, that's all his mom. Like, mm-hmm. all her, all the brains come from her. Like, I got the common sense. No offense, Bri. But I got the common <laughs> sense. She got all the book sense in the world, though. Like, I can't even, uh, can't even knock her on that. And it, by the looks of it, it seemed like he got it. So, um, I'm real big on him um, being, being smart. Like, I try to teach him everything I can. So, in the next 10 years, I hope he takes academics as serious as I take sports. Um, like, I don't care if he wants to be a basketball player or not. Like, that's my aspiration for him, but, like, that's not my um, – like, that's not my end-all, yeah. be-all. Like, yeah. I want him to be smart. So, yeah. uh, just to, after this first year and a half, like, his his brain is growing so fast. Like, he's absorbing everything. So, um, Quick, too. Yes. So, I'm really just big on him being smart. Uh, the basketball part could be a plus, but as long as his academic side stays on the pace that it is now, I'm cool with that. And that's uh, and I mean likewise because it's stuff, man. Like I'm watching Trent grow up in Zay, and I'm seeing yeah. them do stuff that I'm like, I like. How did you pick up on that? Um, you know, for Trent, I mean, just watching him, like the way he interacts with stuff and. The way he tries to do things that mm-hmm. he only has picked up because he's seen other people do it. Um, the way he makes gestures, the way I can ask him where something on his body is and he'll point to it. Yep. Um, it's just like it's amazing because it's like I'm, I'm, you know, like as a parent, especially as a young parent and a new parent of that, mm-hmm. I feel like that's like a terrible combination of things for your man's that because it's like you're scared, you're nervous, you know, you're like, okay, Definitely is he, he going to be able to do this? Is he going to be able to do that? Like, I can attest back to when he, it took him a, a while, I felt like, to learn how to crawl and walk. Mm-hmm. But it was zero to 100. Yeah. <laughs> you like, know, like, it went from barely crawling to running. Yes. And now, like, I, you know, I bought him a basketball court for Christmas, and we also brought him instruments. And, you know, I played instruments growing up. And, and the saxophone. Yeah, and I, and I personally, you know, I, I've... I've been told that I was the best saxophone player that people have ever heard. So I don't know if that's necessarily true or not, but I can't argue with the people's opinion. Yeah, so, you can't you can't no, really argue an opinion. No, but I can't. I turned the pictures down, you took with the saxophone was probably I turned like down next level. many record deals to play recreation basketball <laughs> growing up. <laughs> I mean, I'm, so I can only hope that he has that type of <laughs> mentality yeah. in life. Yeah. But no, nah, but I bought him a basketball court, and on Christmas I gave him the basketball. Uh-huh. And he'll dunk it, but he dropped it and went immediately to the drum set. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I'm not mad at that because it's like, I want you to play sports because I love it. I've played them growing up. Yeah, but, he going to be around them so much. But, yeah, and like, I feel like that's where they're going to pick that up at. Yeah. But it's the other things, like you said, you want them to love academics as much as we love sports. Yep. And the beauty of that is, is that we know the emphasis we have to put on our players as far as focusing on school yep. rather than just focusing on, you know, um, 
sports, and my dad tells me all the time, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. No, you can't. Not at all. Um, even though, you know, they say like a like a jack of all trades is a master of none, but mm-hmm. you have to set yourself up in life to be successful in more aspects than one. Multiple streams of income, you have to be well-versed in many different lanes, and yes. that's what I want for him. And that's with all of the support system that both of our kids have around them, I know they're going to have it. Yeah. Like, I know they're going to get it. It's just a matter of building off of mistakes that they're going to make in life. Uh-huh. And we're only speaking over the next 10 years. So, I mean, at that at that point, it's just a matter of having that good foundation and instilling yeah. in them to see them grow up the right way, um, really with, with each other. Yeah, um, we can definitely, like, so knowing what we know. Yeah. Like, a lot of, I hear a lot of people say, if I could go back, mm-hmm. I would do this differently. Like, I know as a teenage boy, like, he's not going to be a teenager in the next decade, but I know, like, and as he grows, um, it'll be harder to get through to him because yeah, every teenager sure. goes through that. But Especially in today's society. Yes. So, um, my, my, my big thing is trying to, like, groom him as he grows. So, like, at yeah. two years old, I want to be teaching him something. Yeah. At three, I want to be teaching him something different, like, and just building on it so he kind of, so like, develops the mindset. Yeah, to where, development. Yeah. And I feel like that's, like, because with Trent, like you said, Zay gets a lot of that from his mom. Yeah. Um, with Trent, you know, uh, as far as the books go, I mean, both me and his mom are smart when it comes to that type of stuff. Yeah. But, like. I wish I was. Uh, it was just. Some stuff came to me easily, and I didn't yeah. apply myself as far as I really should have as far as yeah, studying goes. I, I definitely didn't. But um, I feel like like Trent now, like my mom is his full-time babysitter. Yeah. And my mom is big on like teaching him stuff and sitting him down and going through basically a sort of school. Yeah, of course. And a lot of the gifts that we got him this Christmas, that we have him like a learning activity set where it teaches him letters, numbers, shapes, animals, you know, all that type of stuff. And watching him already just the one day that we gave it to him, sit down and, you know, work through it and press buttons. And yeah. It's like, it's just a really good feeling because I know that that's just at the age of one. Exactly. So at the age of 10 or 11, seeing that groom with the help of society, because like I said, I mean, it's almost a gift and a curse because watching them interact with phones and tablets and stuff like that is kind of scary because Big time. that's going to be a huge influence on them. And I don't want my child to grow up as a tablet child. Not at all. Like, and uh, it's tough because it's like you try to take it away from them, but then you set it up so that it's only learning stuff. But it's like, I don't want him learning off of that. But then when you go to school, in middle school and elementary school, they're getting... They're getting computers. They're getting Chromebooks. Yeah. So, so you almost have to have them prepared in that yeah. manner. And that's one thing I never thought about um, until I started working at the school system that I just left. Like, they they get Chromebooks. Yeah. And, like, when I was in middle school, I went to middle school in Henrico. And we got... They gave you the laptops, right? Yeah, but we yeah. got the Apple drones. Yeah. So, um, like, just, just the fact that they're giving those out to middle school kids and trusting them with it. Like he has to, like we're gonna have to prepare him because have to. it's gonna it's gonna only trickle down. Like it started in middle school, it went up to high school. Now I'm sure they're gonna try it on elementary school at it, some point. Yeah, and I believe, um, I said one of my one of my friends is an elementary school teacher, and she says that they have Chromebooks. I believe, man. Um, so. And it's it's like 
it's kind of damn if you do, damn if you don't thing. Exactly. Because it's like you want them to get used to it, but you don't want it to have a negative influence on them. So if you take it away from them growing up, then you have the probability of them being behind when exactly. it comes to school. Yeah. So it's like, you just got to monitor it. Yeah. So over the next 10 years, that's what I expect to see. I expect to see us monitor these kids the right way, develop them in the best ways possible. I expect both of our children, through the grace of God, to be athletic freaks of nature. <laughs> um, yeah, give me baby LeBron. <laughs> right. And not Bronny. I want no, LeBron. Like, the 6'8", 260 yeah, nigga. The dad LeBron. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I need At that. 10. Or either a Zion or somebody yeah. that's, that's jumping out of the gym or somebody that's running a... What if four three forty? I don't know. What if what if I get Isaiah to be like LeBron mixed with Steph, mixed with James Harden on a basketball court, mm-hmm. and Barry Sanders mm-hmm. mixed with Calvin Johnson on a football field? Hmm. Well, I would point, retire. At that point, he'll be an Avenger. Yeah, because like because, he like ten. Yeah, in the next saying. decade. Well, so. earlier you said you wanted him to be six two. That's scary of a six two ten year old. They're yeah. out here. They're out here. Oh yeah, they're definitely out here. They're out here. But just go to U turn on a Saturday in June. Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see a few of them walking. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I I actually I don't know if I want Trey to be that big at that age because that's money. That's that's big money you got to spend on shoes. Shit, we're gonna put them on YouTube. <laughs> you know what? It's YouTube families out this bitch buying $2 million houses. Speaking of YouTube families, um, not to get off subject here, but... You ready to be a YouTube family? Man, I wish. Oh. I mean, I might. <laughs> uh, but I saw the number one person on YouTube, money-wise, was that 10-year-old... I think he's 10 Yeah, the 10-year-old kid. Yeah, 10-year-old kid, uh, Ryan's World. And he opens gifts. Well, he started off, I think, as like a tour reviewer. Right. Now he has skits on Nickelodeon. And all he has his own toys in Target. He, I think he made, what, $26 million this year? Yeah, my mama hating ass nigga. She don't fuck with him. <laughs> I wish I was in Ryan's world. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Making that money. But, so, that's actually another aspiration and expectation over the next 10 years. Yeah. Because kids are into to. that type of stuff. Like, find, find a lane, run with it. That's what I want to see with it. Yeah. And I want to see a healthy... Of course, a healthy kid. More always, than anything. Always. Um, well, I can't um, just be on there. What, what are your expectations for yourself over the next Myself? 10 years? Over yeah. the next 10 years? Yeah. Um, I actually want to buy another house in the next 10 years. I'm with that. Um, uh, that's, that's probably my big thing is to buy another house. Uh, I do want to get Bri a car. Um, and... I'm not saying I got the money to do all this shit, but that's just like... Well, the next I, 10 years, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. Um, and then I want to start a business. And I really you. want our podcast to, like, take off. Like, I'm with you. I feel like we got some big things in the plan. In, in plan. We do. Um, and I think we can do a lot with it. So I want this to be one of my business ventures and to really take off with this. But, yeah, definitely another house. I want to put Isaiah in a... In a private school, probably by the time he gets to middle school. So those are my my plans. I don't even he won't even be in middle school in this decade. Shit, mm-hmm. I don't know what type what age middle schoolers are. He'll be about to go into middle school at the end of the decade. Okay, so yeah. Um those are my plans. I'll be thirty nine. Shit. 
God damn, I would have a walker and a fucking or a cane by then. Thirty nine. Can you imagine? No, I can't. <laughs> Shut up. Man, how would I be at the end of the decade? Uh, thirty five. Shit. Man, why are we talking about this? Sorry about the, all the 39-year-olds, <laughs> but god damn. Well, I mean, for y'all that haven't known, real been light years older than all of us yeah. for a long time, so it's not really a shock that he's old. Shut the f- He has a cane next to him right now. Oh, you little bitch. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, man, I feel you. I would love to be in a house, uh, a second house by the by the ten, you know, yeah. by the end of the decade, uh, I need to be well, well, well established in my career, yes. whatever that may be. I have a good idea of what that's going to be. I don't want to speak on it because I don't want to put any bad juju on it. But um, in uh, juju on that beat, <laughs> that's a song of the decade, bro. Um, <laughs> but uh. Yeah, so, you know, like I said, man, well-versed in my career, uh, established in my home, uh-huh. um, a beautiful family. Yeah, because um, you have I'm fucking gorgeous, but, uh... Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, man, that, that's really my only, that's really my only wants over the next 10 years, because I don't, I know life is going to throw us curveballs, and there's going to be something in there that I didn't expect. Could be good, could be bad, who knows, yeah. I don't know, but... Um, that's really it, man. I feel um, that. So, going forward, in a reverse sort of manner, I want to look back at this last decade. Okay. Um, what are your top five, well, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you a few different categories. Okay. I want you to give me your top five in each category. We'll kind of go uh, serpentine here. So, you All give right. one, I give one. Um, if you want to give a reason on it, you know, go for it. If not, so be it. Right. Let the people form their own opinion. But, all right, so first off, what are your top five movies, movies. of the last decade? All right, let's see. Um, I'm sure you can attest to this, but I'll give you my first one. It's probably going to be your first one, too. Oh, wait, are we going best to worst or no order or worst to first or how um, are we doing this? If we can go, we can go worst to first. Okay, I'm with that. All right, if we don't go worst to first, then I'll say my <laughs> my fifth is probably uh, war, war, war. God damn, yeah, war on the planet of the apes. Okay, um, that's the most recent one, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, that don't. Um, I I really fuck with that one, uh, especially uh, with Caesar. He he, different and all of them, but that like. Was a- he, that was a great line of movies. Yeah. I, I fuck with the whole series for real. Okay. Not bad at that. Um, at number five for me is uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Um, that's actually one of my favorite movies of all time after seeing it. Uh, I know it was a remake. Yeah. But uh, the action of this movie is crazy, like from beginning to end. Uh-huh. The storyline is dope, and I feel like I can watch it like 20 times in a row. Um, so that's it for me. That's number five. Um, let's, let's take it another route. Um, an American sniper Mm. will be four for me. Um, it's a deep movie. Yeah. Uh, I thought it would end 
a little different. Granted, it was a true story, and I just didn't look it up. Yeah, because, I didn't know the true story of it. Yeah, I didn't want to look it up. I didn't, I didn't it expect up. it to end the way it did. But the way it ended kind of caught me all off guard. Yeah, it messed so, me all up. Yeah, so that'll be my, my fault. For those of you that don't know, I don't really care if I'm spoiling it because you should have seen it by now. Yeah, that shit came out in like He gets robbed and killed, right? Yeah. Yeah, like you spend your whole life as killing. a sniper killing people. To come home and die by the hands of a citizen. That's that's just that's some deep just shit. Wow. That's some deep shit. Yeah. Okay. Um keep the kind of sad tone going. My okay. number four is uh, Twelve Years a Slave. Woo. And normally I hate any movie slave related. I feel like uh honestly I feel like white America capitalizes off of the uh, off oh, of definitely. the depiction of slavery even though in real life they try to get us to forget it ever happened and act like it never happened and act like it was so long ago that we shouldn't feel pain from yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Slavery wasn't that long ago in terms of life, if you really think about it. No. So these movies, I really don't like watching, but this one was, I feel like it was very well written. Um, the act, the acting was great. Um, sad movie, like all slave movies. Of course. Um, another tie right here for me was Django. Um, yeah, that was my that was that was up there on my that, list too. Yeah, I, I feel like that was. I'm just a big Jamie Foxx fan, so that yeah. was a tie for me for number four. Shit, I'm even a Jamie Foxx fan as a singer um, and a comedian. Yeah, man can do no wrong. Nah, he except for play villains in Spider Man movies. But, <laughs> oh, <man. that's, laughs> but um, we ain't gonna get on that. Um, my three is Black Panther. Uh, ah, me too. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard to go against that. Like that shit broke records. Granted, um, another movie in my list kind of broke the record after that. But um, for uh, is his name Chadwick? Yes. Yeah, for him to to play that role the way he did, like he got people still coming up to him doing the Wakanda handshake and shit. Like, yeah, for that to happen, um, he he really set a set a precedent with that movie. And that sh- the next one don't come out to like 2022 or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that, but uh, I'm going to definitely be in the theaters in 2022 watching that shit. See, and that's the thing, like, for me, and I know you're speaking on this too because we're big Marvel fans. Definitely. So we're not speaking on Black Panther from the culture point of view. No. This is so, because for the culture point of view, I really didn't look at it that way. I looked at it from the timeline of how he helped beat Thanos ass even though he didn't exactly. really help beat Thanos ass but you know that's really where we're looking at it from so I don't I won't go on my number three because that that was my number three now number two just to, you know I'm going to say it my three two in one are all Marvel movies yes number two for me was Infinity War uh now this could have been any Avengers movie, honestly. That was tied for my number one. Because I feel like Civil War was another one of my favorite That's movies. my number two. Yeah, so <laughs> it was between them two for me. I liked Infinity War because the way... I liked Infinity War even more after I saw Endgame. Yeah. Which yeah. is my number one. But Of course. Uh, now, Civil War for me is a Captain America movie. Mm-hmm. And Captain America, to me, had the best solo line of movies. He did. Out of them. But he is so trash to me. But he has some great movies. I don't know how that worked, but he definitely... They they did it. I think they wrote his movies the best. Yeah. Um, I watched all of the Thor movies. I felt like that was the worst. I felt Thor? like that... 
uh, that line of movies okay. I like was the worst. Because Ragnarok was no Ragnarok top was, notch. Ragnarok that was, was my good, honorable. That was my honorable mention. I uh, Thor was my favorite Avenger. Mine too. But I just didn't like his movies. Maybe it's because he was a god out of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Iron Man was. I feel like those movies were great. R.I.P. If you yeah, ain't seen any games, suck a dick. <laughs> yeah, for real, for real, because you shouldn't even be. Yeah. Call yourself a fan if you haven't seen it. But, exactly. Uh, yeah, man, I don't know. That's a. That was my favorite line of movies with Captain America. So yeah, with Civil Infinity War, War and good. Civil War, um, like Civil War is my three. I mean, my two. Infinity War is your two. Um, in game is my one. I think you. Yeah, in game and Infinity War, my one A and one B. Um, in game was just top notch, like from beginning to end, the way they go in and like like we said, if you ain't seen that shit yet, it don't matter. Um, the way they go in and cut Thanos' head off and like. The first twenty minutes of the movie, yeah. Like I feel like the way they wrote it was crazy because it could have been like there are probably about five scenes that could have been the end of a movie. Yes, yes. And I know that a lot of the uh, they said that they were they recorded all of these movies together, so you really didn't know what was oh, going to be shit. the end. Yeah. And uh, the Scarlett Johansson that plays uh, Black Widow said that she thought that was going to be the end of the movie. Oh damn! Because they recorded it out of sequence. Oh, yeah. So, they had no idea how the movie was pieced together until they saw it at the premiere. Damn. They did it that way so that they wouldn't release any yeah, information. Yeah. Um, That's tough, though. No. that I didn't believe it at first, but the way I watched the movie, like, it makes sense. Because, you know, in in a lot of the trailers for Avengers movies, none of those scenes really even be in the movie. Nah. So, they do it to mess people's head up. And I feel like that takes... That, uh, that alone makes that movie the best of the decade. Yeah. Like, I, that I can't series pick, of movies. Yeah, I can't pick another one. Like... I could have went with five straight Marvel movies. If, yeah, if, easily. Like, I could have did easily. A, a five straight. Easily. Um, but, like, the way uh, they started both of them off so so fast. Like, quick. Infinity War, you start off with fucking uh, the Hulk getting pieced the fuck up. They, <laughs> getting his ass beat. He got his Damn ass whipped so bad. He got his ass whipped so bad in Infinity <laughs> War. When Endgame came out, that nigga had on a sweater and some sunglasses bro. working at a diner, bro. Happy, like, <laughs> like, like come on, bro. Like, yeah, that Thanos was crazy. boxed his but, ass up. But uh, yeah. So that was my top five. That was your yeah, top five. Very that's similar. Our top five movies. Um, Very similar. Like, as y'all can see, we we're we not only alike. close. Yeah, and, yeah, we think alike. And just the podcast, like we we yeah. real. A lot of these friends. things we've experienced together, so yeah. it's kind of... I think easy. we watched all of these movies together. Pretty much all of them. I know we watched all of the Marvel movies together. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, so, to continue on with the decade, what you want to go to next? Uh, <coughs> um, Alright, this is kind of going to be off the cuff. I want to go top five albums, get that out of the way. Alright. Now, when I speak on albums, what I need my listeners to understand is that I don't just listen to nigger music. I listen to all type of music. So, my top five albums might be a little weird. Yeah. Um. Now, we can go... It's going to be tough to rank these from best to worst. Oh, so, yeah. We just got to go five. I'm, I'm just going to put five albums. All yeah, right, we bet. just got to go five. Give me your first one first. All right. So, if we're going to go... Um, I, we can't do best to worst, but 2014 Forest Hills Drive is... Okay. By far, my number one album. Okay, like, I'm with you. That shit came out in, what, 2014, 2015? Yep. Um, 
And I still listen to that shit to this day. I listen to it on the way back from my grandma's house on Christmas. <laughs> like, I listened, like, I got that shit on vinyl. Um, yeah, me too. I just, that's just by far my, like, the story it tells yeah. throughout the whole album. Like, he goes people, from. It's so underrated. Yeah, it's and so I don't think a lot of people know that it tells a story. Nah. Like, it tells a story from would they have to do him being watch, a kid. What they have to do is watch that. Uh, it wasn't on Netflix, it was on, was it Showtime? They did uh, HBO. The, yeah, it was HBO. They did the story behind each song, mm-hmm. and that shit's dope. Like literally, it starts with him being born with January twenty eighth, mm-hmm. and it goes all the way through his life to where he is yep. at that point. And like that, it's so that crazy, crazy that he did that. That is definitely on my list. Yeah. Um, now my number one is "My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy" by uh, Kanye. I think Kanye had like four. He has albums that three of his been. albums are on my list, by the way. That so doesn't surprise just me. Just one of them. Um, but over history, Kanye is like my number two favorite artist of all time. To me, he can do no wrong. People hate him, but that's my dog. No, nah, um, that nigga can do wrong. You seen this clothing line? Listen, bro. Okay, <laughs> minus Trump in that he can do wrong. But <laughs> um, I'm in it for the music. Yeah. And I feel like that over my life, his music has been like, like I can attest the album to every part of my life. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, so with that, so with that album, I can I can listen to it from beginning to end. Yeah. Um, Runaway is one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, it's just that's just a dope album to me. Yeah. Um, another one, I would say "Take Care" by Drake. Yeah, that's on my list. Which is a tie for me for best album of all time. Um, yeah, Drake that's... will say that it's not his best album, but to me, that shit was amazing. Yeah, uh, that was senior uh, year of high school for me, and it just was dope. Yeah, I don't know how he can not put that as one of his best albums, if not the best. Like it's a classic. That's that's up there on my list, and to be honest, there's no other Drake album on my list. Mine either. Um. I'll go with my second is Good Kid, Mad City. That was um, that was my next. <laughs> I was talk about Kendrick Lamar went crazy on this yeah. album, and did his parents really die? Both of them? I don't know. That's a good. Uh, he doesn't speak on them. No, nah, let's go to the Google. Yeah, we're gonna because that, that album. Um, the fact that he had his parents in almost every part of that album, and the way he they tied he tied it in mm-hmm. to them. Um, it's kind of crazy. I, I really fuck with the album from beginning to end. Um, but he's another J. Cole type artist. Yeah, he is. That shit make you so mad that they don't release music on a more consistent basis. Because I, I feel hate that Because shit. I feel like a lot of people have two Kendrick albums. Well, I have another Kendrick album on my list, by the way. Yeah. Um, which is the damn album, but we'll get back to that in a minute. But I feel like that album, The Good Kid, Mad City Drum, was so monumental. For him, yeah, that because shit when was... that came out, it was like, like, it was really nothing else out that was. I can't remember listening to anything else at that time. I could be completely wrong because I'm sure one of these other albums came out at the same time. But I feel like I didn't. Listen I was to listening anything. to just that at the yeah. time. I can't um, remember. But while you're bringing up, uh, man, the Google ain't telling me shit right now. Man, the Google bullshit, bro. Hey, um, as you. Look at that. My next album, speaking of Kendrick and that whole TDE uh, line, I put a lot of weight into this Scissor Control album. I put this up online and people made fun of me. 
if you listen to this album from beginning of end, if you look online, everybody has it in their top something list of the decade for best albums. Reason why is because I'm into that type of music. Yeah. So it's a lot of R&B or... Uh, Wait, she in TDE? Yes, she is. She oh, a lot of people don't know that. You Do you remember the cypher that uh, Kendrick did when he was like... Um, High five. <laughs> yeah. You know... Um, I hate all of you. I hate y'all. Do anything to replace y'all. Shout out to Face Mob. Oh, that shit's crazy. She was in the cipher. That's crazy because I don't there. even remember Kendrick. You see, she was in the cipher. She was in it. She was there. Okay. Um, she was like atmosphere. She was like, yeah. Uh, she would be the Ari Lennox to. Okay. Of, okay. Uh, Dream Dreamville. Deal. I got you. But yeah. So, by the way, I saw SZA at something in the water performing. That shit was dope too. I yeah. I, don't, I don't hear many of her songs. Yeah, but that's but on me more than her. I, that, that album was, it was really good. Uh, when it comes to music, I'm a soft-ass dude. So, like, I, I like a lot it. of that type of music. So, yeah. her album told a story. It was good. Um, and, shit, I mean, some of her songs, like, the, some of her hits from that album was blasting on the radio. I mean. Yeah. But that was one of the albums for me. So, I'll let you go before niggas think I'm a bitch. Oh. <laughs> Well, they're going to think I'm a bitch, too, because Shea Butter Baby <laughs> is probably on my list. Like, I couldn't turn this album off once I listened to it. Like, that's by Ari Lennox, if you don't know. But um, for that to be um, it's a good ass album. her first album, she well, I don't it. know if it was her first album. but It was I know her first, like, her, I think it was her first feature. Her blow up yeah. album. Yeah, um, for sure. For her to come out with that. Um, I I actually didn't give it a listen for like maybe a month and a half, two months. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw J. Cole posting it, um, but I just didn't give it a chance. And then when I finally gave it a chance, uh, shout out to Chris for this. I couldn't turn this shit off, bro. Like, and I, I still listen to it. I got that on vinyl also. Um, the fact that she is so soulful with her her sound, like it makes me not want to turn her off like yeah. her voice is just like so soulful yeah and by the way if y'all don't know that is a funny female bro oh if you, if you ever get a chance her, and look at her live video her she lives funny are by far the funniest lives yeah. that i, I look funny. at um but man look so me and real we text each other different albums like from people like this yeah and because like this this music is just different like and it don't get enough. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't media get enough. Attention no, not at all. That it deserves. Um, not at all. But that's a good album. Uh, Shade Butter Baby. It's not on my list, but that's a good album. It will be on my top ten yeah. albums. Um, another album for me is a. Uh, I'm a huge Post Malone fan. He's in my top three favorite artists. Yeah. And one of his albums, um, I actually like a few of his albums. Uh, Beer Bongs and Bentleys is on my list. A lot of people oh, probably. That's real cliche of you. Hey, man, listen. It's good it's, it's good music. <laughs> Mine is the name of it. Um reason why it's good is because like I don't know, his he's very unique. And all each of his songs are different. Like yeah. it sounds alike because of his voice is so unique that of course everything's gonna sound alike. But the way he raps, sings, uh and then I watch interviews on him and stuff like that, so it's kinda like I have a tie to him because yeah. I think he a cool ass dude. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. so it's kind of like that's why I like his music so much. Um, it's honestly like a one two thing for me. It's like him, then it's like Drake, then him, and my favorite artist just because okay. the way they kind of 
I don't know, just the way they do things is different to me. Yeah, um, I, I still haven't listened to anything post Malone. It's one of those things where it's like you either hate him or you love him. Okay. Like, when he made White Iverson, like, at the beginning of the decade, I believe. Or That's like exactly why I didn't listen to him. You thought he was going to be corny as shit. Yeah. Like, you thought he was going to be corny. You thought he was going to be a gimmick. But then he stuck to that and, like, he went rock, he went pop, and that shit just was cool because I had never really heard anybody mix yeah. the two genres yeah. of rock and hip-hop the way he did. And I know people have tried, you know, like, people like Kid Rock and all that type mm-hmm. of shit, but he just, he just a little different with it. 99 um, Problems with Kid Rock, though, was, was like, legendary. That's some next-level shit. Yeah. That's, that's iconic. But, yeah. Yeah, so... Then Post Malone, like, he got a huge fan base. His sales is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was the number one listened to artist on Spotify this year. Damn. Um, which is crazy. And that's without me. They say your vote matters, but obviously it don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's crazy. My next album is Watch the Throne. Yes. Um, yes. To have two, at that time. Legends. Legends and they're still legends. I, yeah, I, but at that time they were like at the peak. Like, yeah, where Jay Z wasn't at his peak, but he was up there. I get what you're saying, like for sure. Yeah, so um, to have them two collab on an album, and the way it was produced, and the wordplay on that album was so crazy. Like it's, I actually forget that that was made this decade. Yes, and two, it, it's definitely on my list. But that's crazy. And it's some songs that's on that playlist that is on I me and that's on that album. That are on my pregame playlist that I still listen to before Same every here, game. Man. Like, I can listen to uh, Ham all the yes. fucking time. Like, but uh, that one song, goddamn motherfucking uh, mm-hmm. forty seven. <laughs> goddamn, who gonna stop me? Mm-hmm. And gotta have it. Are like, yeah. goddamn, like I can listen to them shits all all the all time. The time. So, what's your last album? All right, my last album. Uh, all right, I'm gonna mention two albums right here. Okay. Now, I I mentioned it earlier, so I'm mentioning it again. Uh, the damn album by Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Uh, that's one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah, that shit um, was. That shit even went into the NBA, like. Yeah, I, that shit was crazy. Um, more so because of the beats, like. And the fact that you could play that bitch forward and backward. And it's the yeah, yeah like and it's that's, the same album. That's really crazy to me. And if you if you like didn't that. know that, look it up and Please it, look it they up. break that shit Go down. Go to YouTube you. and look at the breakdown of that shit. That shit is mind it's blowing. amazing. Shit like, is mind blowing. His his mind is so different, bro. Yeah, like, he thinks of things a different way. Yes. Um Now this next album came out in 2014, and this was on my shit where I was I was uh, working at Kroger. Yeah. Down, um, I was working at Kroger in Hanover, about 40 minutes away from my house. Why the fuck? Listen, bro, I don't know. Um, we need to go that. <laughs> um, Hanover? It would look, bro, right before that, I got fired from Kings and Man. Oh, so um, you was already used to making long trips. Yeah. Let me tell you that story real quick. So I got fired from Kings and Man because they made me push the heavy ass cart all the way from the back of the uh, park to the front of the park. It was 99 degrees. I got back to the shop. And I wanted water. Yeah. The water machine was broke. So I took the water cup, got a fruit punch. Next thing I know, like an hour later, they called me to the office and was like, yeah, you're stealing from us. We got to let you go. Man. Nigga, what? Fuck this fruit punch. So, fuck that job. Moved on. 
And I was like, man, I'm never going to work on someone else. I'm going to give me a good-ass job. Man, you know, a couple months later, I'm working at the gas station at Kroger. You oh, know what I'm I would head over making big bread. Hell, yeah. Big bank. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was making minimum wage. But. No, everybody know. But, but I listen to so everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody knows now. Right, it's okay. So, mind you, that, working at that place, um, this uh, girl that worked there, Put me on to a Lana Del Rey album, right? Who the fuck? Listen, Lana Del Rey is this singer. Uh huh. She's a uh, real like mellow, like one of those weird type, yeah. you know, singers. Um, in her album Ultra Violence, um, actually is on all of my playlists on Spotify, it's on my playlists on uh, Apple Music. I'm like double dipping is yeah. I I just got on the Apple Music wave. Um. But it's one of them albums that, like, it brings you back to a point in time in your life. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of music don't do that. Yeah. But that's one of the music, That's one of the albums that does that for me. So that's why it's one of my favorites, because I never thought of it as a favorite. Mm-hmm. But I started thinking of what makes things, like, what makes something your favorite, anything. Yeah, yeah. And it's mainly because I can attest to it something. Like, I can attach something to it. Yeah. And that's, all of these albums put me in another time and place, good or bad. But that's one of them. I don't even tell people. That's actually the first time anyone has ever heard it. That's one of my favorite albums. Damn. Because, yeah, so, ha-ha. <laughs> you know, here we go. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, breaking news. Um, <laughs> hey, but before y'all judge me, go listen to this shit. Hell yeah. You might like it. Put you on to something new. Stop listening to to NBA Youngboy and people like that. Come on, yeah, open, yeah, your, yeah. O- open your mind. Open your mind. Um, what's your last album? Yeah. Or did you name it already? I don't even know how to say that shit. What's that Frank Ocean album where he had the orange car? The orange car? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nostalgia Ultra? Yeah, that yeah. shit. You know what? That. Let me rewind. Um, <laughs> now, my f- that's in my list of my favorite albums of all time. It's yeah. not really an album, but it's mixtape or whatever yeah, the shit may be. That, that shit was crazy. And Friday Night Lights yeah. make my list as mixtape. albums. And as a rap by Chance the Rapper. Yeah. But you don't really listen. Yeah, I don't listen but, to Chance too much. But that was that was on there too. Like those, those I feel crazy. like should have been albums. Ooh, definitely. Like that Frank Ocean joint could have been like a, a big seller. Like in Friday Night Lights probably would have been J. Cole's best album. And it's crazy that he, because J. Cole talked about that and like Jay-Z really didn't fuck with it. Like. That's that's the crazy part that Jay-Z But that's because Jay Z is a man, you know, you know his mind is different. So yeah, he knew he people won't really gonna be checking for that show on the radio. But that's all it was. Have. It was all radio yeah. radio play. So he was smart in that regard. And um speaking on that uh, Frank Ocean Jones, that was the mixtape that had uh Novocaine on it. Mm-hmm. Um which is one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh I've had a lot of people hit me up and say that when we talk about Frank Ocean, we got to talk about the Blonde album. I believe they said it should be up there on the top 10 albums of the decade. I remember the Blonde album. It's a lot of... I just remember that having a lot of songs on it. Uh-huh. And I really didn't, you know, get a chance to listen to all of the songs. Yeah, like, that's just like trying to put a Chris Brown album in this this recent yeah, history in I, your I, top I can't 10 do albums. It. I can't do it because I will never get through it all. And anybody who said they listen to all them albums straight through, you're lying. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. You don't have enough time no to way. listen you to don't. them straight through. You don't. And if you, you do don't. listen to it straight through, by the time you listen to the last you're song, forget the first you're going to forget the first song. So, and if for me on a Chris Brown album, if I get to a song that I like, 
I replay it. I don't go forward. So it's yeah, like I'm I will never get a chance to finish it. I could be missing out on some hits. I just, but so I, just I can't recently, listen to 38 album. I just <laughs> recently album. listened to his album. And I was like, I'm going to just put this bitch on shuffle. Yep. And I've heard his album like three times already. And that shit sounded brand new. Every single time. Every single you, song you sounded different. brand new. Yep, every single time you hear something different. Now, he got some hits on there. But oh, yeah, he definitely people, got some but, hits. So, yeah, so I agree with you with the uh, with that Frank Ocean shit. That yeah. shit was dope. Um, all right. So, we're going to stick with the music? Um, or do you want to yes, go into stick, sports? Stick with the music real quick and then do our last two sports topics. And then I want to talk on, I want to answer a few of these. I want to briefly speak on some of the question and answers things right. that we've been getting on Instagram. All right, cool. Um, with music, what are we going to talk about? Artists? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the top cool. five artists. All right. Um, this is a matter of what I think the numbers say. Yeah. So, I'm going to just list my top five off. Okay. I believe that my top five, this is in order, by the way. I think it would be like Post Malone, Ariana Grande, Nicki Minaj, Rihanna, and Drake. I feel like from 2010 to now, yeah, those numbers from those people were unmatched. Yeah, that their um, numbers are crazy. I feel like you know Drake. You know, of course, people b- will blow Drake on any radio station, any genre, anything. Yeah. Um. Now a lot of people probably listen like Rihanna. Like she's been MIA for a while, but I think people fail to forget that she dropped. Uh, like she was crazy big in 2010, 2011, and then she dropped the anti album in 2016. Oh. So. There's a span of like, that's six years where she was hot. Yes. Because in between that 2010, 2011 to 2016, she was in movies. She was getting played. Yeah. Um, she became like a like a icon. Like a yes. Like she's like at an iconic point of view. Like a lot of people call her like the Marilyn Monroe of yeah, today because she's that. so like. You can see that mysterious, though. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely, I can see that. Um. So that's my list. Okay. So, What's your five? Um, Kanye, Jay Z, Beyonce, mm-hmm. Drake, and Kendrick. Okay. J Cole will be my honorable mention, of course. Okay. Um, okay. but I see the way you did your list. But what Beyonce, uh, has has done? Like, I've heard females and males say that her concerts are life changing. Oh, I believe it. Like. And I've seen her perform on TV because I've, like y'all heard before, I don't like concerts. So I've seen her perform on TV. And just watching her perform on TV, you can see how much effort she puts into her performances. Every single time. And I'm not part of the Beehive. I'm actually against it. Me too, by the way. But, Sorry. I know that's good. We, yeah, like, I don't, we might lose some people for that. Yeah, but I don't want to. Okay. But I, I still recognize Beyonce's talent. Like, I don't want to. I don't want y'all to think I just be hating her. I just, I still recognize her talent. I think she's very talented. I think she's beautiful, but not as beautiful as everybody say she is. Um, Facts, man. You just the truth. Uh, what she has done, what Jay-Z has done as far as music with um, the previously mentioned album, um, the albums that he's came out with, uh, Tidal, um, mm-hmm. he just recently got back on Spotify, uh, his deal with the NFL. His deal with the NFL, like what he does, is so Iconic. amazing. Like, yeah. yeah, 
Um, then you throw Drake in there, and what Drake has done, like he might be the biggest hip hop artist. Might be right? in in almost. I would say 20, ever. Yeah, I mean, like, it, you you could go. Ever, he's on like, his way. He's on his way. Um, Kanye, you can see what Kanye's doing. Um, like with the the gospel albums, like everybody talks about him nonstop, regardless if it's genuine or not. And I'm still on the fence about it. Like I haven't really been sold on if it's genuine or not. But regardless, he's been talked about over the last decade nonstop. Um, same thing with Kendrick and Kendrick only put out what three albums this decade mm-hmm. and he's still talked about and his last album came out in what 2016. Yeah. So for him to still be talked about in that regard with not only by us, cause who are we? Um, yeah. but he's still talked about nonstop. So I think, um, those five are just top notch to me. So, uh, yeah, let's. Uh, I'm with that. You want to go NFL or NBA to to move to the sports? <coughs> uh, excuse me. Uh, let's go NFL. Let's go NFL. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go in order. This one. Okay. Now I'm gonna go from five to one. Okay. I believe that. Now this is the decade. This is all a matter of opinion. It's hard to compare these. Yes, things. it is. Number five would be a tie for me between Peyton Manning and Aaron Donald. The reason why I say that, when I speak of top five NFL or NBA players, I speak on dominance, uh-huh. not necessarily stats. Uh, because this last decade has been ran by two teams on both sides when it comes to oh yeah winning championships. So I won't even speak on that. But So I say Peyton Manning or Aaron Donald at five. Number four would be Drew Brees. Number mm-hmm. three would be J.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. Number two was tough because this guy could have very well been three, four, or five. Or out of the list. Um, but number two for me was Aaron Rodgers. Damn, yeah. Um, being a Cowboy fan, he just he broke my heart a yeah, few times. a few times. Um, so, in number one, of course, I feel like it would be everybody's number one, it would be Tom Brady. Yeah, um, of course. That's my five. I'm sure I'm missing someone, but Alec, you're probably going to say somebody that I'm, that I'm missing, so go for, go for it. Um, I will go with – I'm not going to go in order. I'm just going to name my – Okay. Um. Tom Brady, of course. Julio Jones would be on my list simply because he's literally been talked about as one of the best receivers. In every conversation. In every single conversation. Yeah, you're right. Um, Von Miller. uh, Adrian Peterson. Damn, that's not a good one. J.J. Watt. Mm, Okay. Like I said, there's no particular order, but what Adrian Peterson has done – since he's been in the league, yeah, it's kind of crazy, especially coming off a torn ACL and not and losing stride. From that jump. I think he still had. I think he had almost two thousand yards. No, that next year he had two thousand yards. Yeah. I believe after he tore his ACL. Yeah, right after he tore his yeah. ACL, and he might be a thousand yard rusher with the Redskins. I don't know how close he is this year, but I know last well, well, year maybe. I think he was. Yeah. So, um, and he's at what thirty two, thirty three. Yeah. So to see him do that at that pace, yeah. at that age, especially is... at that that position. Um, I just and I couldn't leave JJ Watt off the list, regardless of injury history. Yeah, because his three he, defensive player of the year awards at yeah. defensive end, defensive tackle, it's crazy. Like it is, he brought back some something that really was missing from the league. For yeah, a while, so. he did. I'm with that. That's a good list. I can I think people can agree with both of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you can't, uh, we didn't ask you. Pretty much. <laughs> um, 
All right, NBA. Now, I'm almost certain, I'm willing to bet the rest of this orange juice that I have in my cup right here, that, because I'm broke, I just told you I got $5, um, that Alex is going to be the same. Probably. Now. We might have one person Maybe one. Maybe. So, my, do you want to do this one order? I can't do this one. I can't do I can't do orders. Okay, all right. Well, cool. I'm just going to name them then. All right. Okay. I got LeBron, of course. Mm-hmm. I have Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. I have Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. I have Kawhi. Mm-hmm. And I have James Harden. Okay. I Is Westbrook in your list? No. Okay. All right, good. Okay. But Dwayne Wade is in my list. Oh, damn. Why? How did I? You know what? It's because you retired. <laughs> yeah. That's the only reason why I didn't put him in his Dwayne name. Wade is in my list. Damn. And Can I make a substitution? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to take Kawhi out. Okay. And I'm going to wait. No. I'm gonna leave Kawhi. I went. No, nah, damn! I can't take James Harden out. I'm gonna take Kawhi out, and I'm gonna put. Yeah. And I'm gonna put. Uh, because Dwayne Wade. There. That first championship that the Heat got. Yeah. Was Dwayne Wade more than you LeBron? Are absolutely correct. So, um, you are. Absolutely I'll give correct. you that. I, that's why Wade is in my list. Like, and the fact that he uh, brought, like, he he won all of Miami ship championships. Yes. Um, I don't think he was just like a a player on the team, no, no. or especially not the first a one. decline a, a declining superstar. No, he played a vital role. Yeah, I think he was he was big in all of his um, championships, all of the championships. James Harden, like I said last episode, he's just like transcending when it comes to scoring. KD is like uh, fuck Kristaps. He is the unicorn. Like, yes, he's unicorn. He is the unicorn. There's nothing nothing you can do to stop Kevin Durant on offense. LeBron is LeBron. Um, I'm not going to say he's better than Mike, but he's definitely 1B. And Steph changed the whole game. Like, fuck him for that, but he, he sure definitely did. changed the whole game. So I hate him for it, but yes. he changed it, and I hate it. I know you being a basketball coach, I know you oh, hate I fucking it. Hate because, <laughs> yep. Um, man, that's a good list. Yeah. And the uh, reason why I put Kawhi is because He's what was he? Uh, he's two for two. Yeah, he's two for two, and he's finals MVP both of those times. Um, he's one of the best defenders I've ever seen in my life. Yes, yes. And his mentality is the best mentality I've seen yeah. in my life since Kobe. And if you think Patrick Beverly is a good defender, suck a dick. I hate everything about Patrick Beverly. He just plays street ball. Yes, and I don't like him. But <laughs> um, and I know a few of my my football players love Patrick Beverly. Yeah, fuck um, him. So, those are our top five of things that matter. Um, I'm sure there's a whole lot of other top five lists that we can come up with. Yes. And we'll post those on Instagram to get y'all's opinion because yeah, we just, I am curious. Yeah, very curious. I'm actually curious to hear what some of y'all think Yeah, um, y'all top fives are or yeah. just to hear that. It'd, yeah. it'd be nice. So, when we say it'd we be- don't care about y'all thoughts on ass. We don't care enough to change them, but we do care exactly. enough to know where yours are. <laughs> exactly. That, that's what we mean. Yeah, that's what we mean. And when we, we um, say suck a dick, we don't actually mean... Not literally. Yeah. Like, don't go out there and do that. And, well, I mean, if you want. Yeah, but that, that's neither like, here nor there for yeah, us yeah, to decide. Like, like, it ain't us that, exactly. that, that, that's doing it. So, you know, do your thing. Um, so, that is... Almost Those are our list. Almost the episode. We have a few more things to touch on. Yeah. Um, 
I want to answer some of, I want to speak on some of these topics that y'all have uh, responded to on Instagram. Yes. Um, now, a lot of people spoke on mental health, so I'm going to save that for the end. Yeah. Um, and we're going we to have talk. that in an episode. Yes, we're going to do a whole episode on that uh, fairly soon, by the way. Yes. Um, I don't know. We might open the year up with yeah, mental health. Yeah, that would health. be cool. Because I, I I would love to speak to mental health in the beginning of the year. Yeah. To speak to a lot of people on how to handle that. Um, not like we have the answers, but we deal with it from yeah. a different oh, perspective. We definitely so do. So we want to speak to it. Um, so we're going to speak on that in a little bit. But I want to talk about, first off, let's speak on how extracurricular activities like gaming is good for a man's health when in a relationship. Bruh. It's not talked about enough. It's not. It's not at all. It's not, man. Like, we literally are at home not responding to text messages. No. You not know saying, what you know what we're doing. Exactly. Like, well, I don't get text messages anymore. But still, like, the fact that you know exactly what we're doing, where we're at. Like, why would you not want that in your man? And then he's not bothering you, so it ain't like you got to. Like, Bree will go in the room and watch TV. Or, but when I'm playing a game, I don't, I don't really care what she's doing. Yeah, like I've, I've had, as long as it's healthy for our marriage. You know I'm like I've had, I've had girlfriends who didn't really care I was playing a game. They would just lay on the bed, yeah. behind me. Then after a while, I started to get two TVs so that they could watch something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so ladies, let your man play the game, please. Let him, let him, because you rather him play the game than play with another female. You're damn right. That's wise and words. That, and me. that's a bar for your ass. Yes. Put it on a caption. Damn right. Play with your game. Not with another bitch. Not these bitches. He could be at the club. He could be... At a bar. At a bar. He could be at a kickback. Do people still do that? Kickbacks? Yeah. Shit. Kickback jacks. Yeah, that's the only kickback I know of. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, so... That, that's... Gaming is so help helpful, yeah. and and uh, what do you call it? Stress relieving, man. Sometimes. Yeah, well, you know what? Wait a minute. Sometimes <laughs> because sometimes because mad be mad be cheating. Mad be on that bullshit. Yeah, I, I I don't know. It's yeah. You are gonna have to see me after yeah. after this episode. Yeah. Fact. Who me? Yeah. Why? Cause oh, oh 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 oh. For mad oh. nigga boy. Yeah, I'm tripping. My bad. I'm at. <laughs> what's, um, what's the next one? Um, we're going to stick to that. Okay. Somebody said how gaming is becoming a sport. So, I watch on YouTube, I watch uh, First We Feast, where they eat the hot wings and answer questions. Uh-huh. Where the celebrities do that. Uh, Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp was on the last episode. Oh, shit. I got to go watch it. Got to watch it. It's, that shit's hilarious. Um, Especially my Uncle Tanner. <laughs> Skip. Um, <laughs> that ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. Um. <laughs> He said, uh, what did he say? Damn it. He said, um, a lot of people think that, oh yeah, do you consider gaming a sport? Mm -hmm. That was the exact question. Okay. Skip Bayless said, I don't consider gaming a sport because it doesn't require any athletic ability. Okay. Now, I personally don't agree with that. I don't think athletic ability is what makes something a sport. No. I think what makes something a sport is anything that requires a competition. 
mm-hmm. and anything that requires a level of training. Yeah. You have to train for <laughs> these games on that competitive level. Yeah. And I think it requires hand-eye coordination. I think yes. it requires just a lot. Yeah, because what um, the fuck athletic ability do golfers have? You know what? For y'all golfers, I don't I don't know what it takes. <laughs> I don't need um, it, but... I'm sure it takes some level of it, but I don't know what it is. Um, I can't do it. I know I suck at golf, but... I'm pretty decent. See, I, I, I can't do it. But when you look at golf compared to fucking mm-hmm. soccer, it's two completely different things. Yeah. Like, I think soccer requires the most athletic ability of any sport because yes. I can't run for that long. Just like basketball. It's just back and forth game. Nice um, another thing that I think is people have had the competition, uh, not competition, the conversation of if it's a sport or not, mm-hmm. is race car driving and cheerleading. Now, race car drivers. I did a simulation a long time ago. Uh-huh. That shit is hard. Oh, yeah, it is. Like, the, how strong you have to be to hold a steering wheel mm-hmm. going 100 and yeah. however miles per hour, yeah. that shit's crazy. Yeah. And to be a cheerleader, they got to do shit that I never imagined doing in my life. Yeah, I so, never do it Yeah, so I'm good. Both of those are sports. Do your thing. After watching my sister uh, do competition sharing when she was in high school. No, it's a different level, bro. First of all, the parents are crazy. They, they're crazier than, than, than football and basketball parents. Yeah, put, put together. There. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's definitely a sport to me. Um, gaming is a sport. I yeah. feel like I play the sport. So, yeah. I just I, uh, don't. I don't know. Um, I hate that it's people out here playing 2K that can't dribble a basketball but are the best players I with that. in I 2K. You. I feel you with that. Like, it's, it's certain dudes that be busting <laughs> my ass in 2K, which is why we don't play that shit yeah, now. Yeah, we don't play 2K. But I agree with that 100%. Yeah. Um, okay, now we're going to get closer into a deeper conversation. Um, co-parenting, the ins and outs, as well as the ugly truth about it. This can be a whole other episode. Yeah. Um, which I'm going to save the details of my life for that episode. Um, I feel like I'm going to speak on this because you, you and your family live together. Yeah. Y'all are together. So I don't really, I wouldn't. I guess it's considered co-parenting, but it's not considered co-parenting because y'all are family. Y'all make those decisions together. Yeah, she she just don't like that. I don't like changing diapers. So yeah, the only truth about that is, <laughs> fellas, be busy when it comes time to change diapers. <laughs> <laughs> Learn your child's shit pattern exactly. and set alarms on your phone to get phone calls. Yes, <laughs> when it happens. Um, I'll touch on it a little bit. Uh, never in my entire life did I imagine or want to be in the situation I'm in now. Yeah. Just to put that out there. Nobody, Nobody. wants to Nobody. have a child and say, I don't want to be with your mother and we're going to make sure that it doesn't happen. Yeah, it, it doesn't work like that. Um, now, in the beginning, co-parenting, our co-parenting was shitty. I will say that. She can agree with it. Um, we didn't have a schedule. We didn't have yeah. boundaries set as far as our lives go. And that was because we were new. Of course. Now, this shit is like clockwork. To be honest with you, um, we have a schedule. We respect each other's lives. We don't interfere with other people. We yeah. have uh, a respect for one another. Um, now it's not easy, and the shit is shaky sometimes. But that's life, and it's hard. Like you know, certain things are just gonna happen. Um, but for the sake of our child, we had to realize that we got to get this part straight. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to make sure that uh, 
we got to make sure that the essentials when it comes to parenting, we have to get under wraps. We ain't going to get it all perfect, but it takes a level of maturity on both sides to understand that it takes a village to raise a child. Yep. And it's not always going to be able to be a triangle. It ain't always going to be a mom or dad and mm-hmm. a baby. A step, a step, somebody will come into the picture. Always. Uh, yeah. Takes grandparents, mm-hmm. aunts, uncles, all that type of shit. And you got to be like, I'm not insecure to the point where I feel like another man will come into her life and raise my child. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I'm, I'm still going to be there. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not to that point. I'm to the point where if someone comes along, I just want him to have the best interest for my child at heart. Yeah, you, I want him to love it. him as a son of his own yeah. so that my son can grow up and be what we want our children to be in exactly. the next 10 years. Exactly. Um, and likewise, I will never have my son around a, a woman who doesn't have that same love for my child exactly. as her own. Yeah. Not saying you to be his mother, but you have to have his best interest at heart. Exactly. Um, and I feel like with co-parenting, it never gets that far because a lot of people are still stuck on their baby mom, whatever, mm-hmm. baby dad. You got to get past that. Yeah. Um, the ugly truth is it's not easy. <laughs> and it's always yeah. going to be some bullshit. Yeah. Like, there's always going to be some bullshit going on. And that's my take on it. So what are your thoughts about it from the outside looking in? Um, From the outside looking in, I think it's like, it's real difficult because I know some days you don't get to see Trent. Exactly. And that's outside <laughs> of coaching. Like, you might it's coach and not, not see him and then it might not be your days to have him. Mm-hmm. So now you're going almost a week without seeing him. So I know... Like, it's hard for me just not to be, just to go to work some days. Like, exactly. if he's awake when I go to work, like, I don't, I usually don't want to go. So I know for, from the outside looking in, like, with you and some of my other brothers uh, that that are co-parenting, that don't get to see their kids a lot, it's, it's hard. Especially when you only get to see them weekends. Like, that takes away from yeah. free time. So you're not, like, you can't just do what you and want. See, that's, and luckily, I don't have to worry about that type of schedule. Yeah. But for those that do, or those who have kids that live out of town, yeah. like, I can't imagine. Like exactly at this age, the older you get, the easier. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sure that under, is. The kids don't understand. Yeah, understand. But right now, like, but, so yeah, it's it's tough for me to see y'all go through stuff like that. Because I mean, I don't, I don't like. I don't, I don't want it to be like I'm um, like trying to rub it in your nah. face or anything. No, nah, but for like you, that. you want to be around your nieces yeah, but, and nephews too. Yeah. Like you like, want, I want to be around that. them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. you know when Isaiah get around Trent, like he has a ball. Like, yeah, bro. They have they have so a great time. For for me to have so many friends with kids that's not around them as much, it's um, tough. It's, it's tough for Isaiah. It's tough for me. It's tough for y'all. Like I just want to be around yeah. them just as much because I don't want them to forget who I am. Just uh-huh. like I don't want. And yeah, one thing. That I want to put out here before we move on. Uh, take this as a life lesson for anyone out here that's scared or hear this and be like, see, that's why I don't want to, mm-hmm. you know. Um, take the person. I don't regret anything. But I will tell people to take the person that you decide to have a child with mm-hmm. very, very seriously. Yeah. You have to understand that, like, that is a life-changing, like, it is life-changing in more ways than just having a kid. Yes. Like, you are tied into this person forever. Like, pick wisely, and more than anything, do not feel like you have to make something work for the sake of a child. Yeah. And that is a segue going into mental health, because that is something that tears people apart. 
and children grow and notice that toxic, you know, that, mm-hmm. that uh, toxic situation. And um, it's not good for them. It's not good for you. It's not good for the parties involved, your family, your friends. So exactly. That is my take on co-parents. And we will have a whole conversation on that in general. Yeah. Because that's a good topic. Um, so thank you for that question. Probably on the on the same episode as mental health. Yes, actually. Um, so what I got from mental health is somebody said black mental health. Someone said uh, feminization of black men, blacks being classified as depressed more than any other race. Um, we can talk about this forever. I'll be honest with yeah. you. So it's, I mean, we it's definitely tough. don't I, have enough time. I don't want to really speak on it all too much. Um, so I'm gonna save a lot of my reviews on it. I do want to touch on the feminization of black men. I feel like with social media, all of this stuff, the root of all of this is social media. Oh, of course. Before we had social media, you know, people didn't have a, a image of a fear of acceptance. I think it's people mm-hmm. want to look like this. People want to act like this. People see people liking this. So they want to be like that. And with the feminization of black men, I, I, I it's tough because I feel like that's a broad statement. Very broad. Like, I think they mean when you cut on TV or social media, a lot of times you're getting pushed on you. Mm-hmm. LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. A lot of, you know, um, a lot of that type of stuff. Then you cut on movies and you have men playing women. Yeah. All the and time. And TV shows. TV shows from Tyler Perry to Martin did it. And yeah. it's like, do you have some people that say they'll never, they'll never do it. Um, but money talks and yeah. people do some crazy shit with money. Exactly. So I feel like the feminization of black men comes from that. It comes from, and I speak back to co-parenting. A lot of it comes from single moms having to raise these mm-hmm. sons by themselves, and I say it all the time. I it it makes me nothing on this earth gets me hotter than seeing people say Happy Mother's Day. I mean Happy Father's Day to their mom. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, it's always maybe it's because my dad. You know, like our dads are not like. Yeah, exactly. I know for a fact I would wouldn't be nearly the man I am now if it. It was just my mom raising me. Oh, no. Like, my mom is an amazing mom, but she wouldn't have been a good dad. No, no. And there's nothing she could have done to be a dad. No. Like, you can't fill that void. Yeah, like, I don't don't like that people do that. And I know some people feel like that, all right, well, this is my mom and my dad. No, this is your mom. This is your mom. But she's strong as fuck. And she's strong as shit. Shout out to her. Yeah, like. There's nothing against her. Yeah, but that's not your dad. Because the stuff that your dad could teach you, I hate that he's not there for you, but the stuff that your dad could teach you. You just won't you, get it, bro. You like, won't get it. Like, you won't yeah. get it. Like, and I can't, and the crazy part, I can't even speak to what it is because it's just shit that you get. Yeah. Like, it's just yeah. like, it's it, it's a feeling more so than an actual mm-hmm. specific thing. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Um, And that's just something that, like, I feel you really won't get. So, when I speak to the feminization of black men, I think it... The root of it is It definitely that, stems from that. Um, people get that, you know, growing up in a household full of full of women, mm-hmm. you're automatically going to be more in touch with your feminist side. Yeah. You know, uh, whatever that may be, because every woman is different, so yeah. I don't want to say it's a certain thing that you're going to act like. But this isn't a knock to the gay community or anything no, like that. No, it's not a knock towards but anybody. this world lacks strong black men. Yes. And... Which is why I would support 
I would support it if anyone in my family were to go that way. Mm-hmm. But I also am going to push for more strong black men because Definitely. that's what I want to see Definitely. around. That's what I'm trying to preach to my kids. That's what I'm trying to preach to my players. Yep. We need to be strong black men because the world is against you. 100%. And, I mean, the, the ugly truth of that is that you have to be on, you have to have a, you, 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 you got to be on a straight and narrow. Yes. In every aspect of your life. Yes. And your sexuality is something that people will exploit, people will use, mm-hmm. and they almost want you to go that way. Yeah. Because it's your easy target. And so that's what I think of. And then mental health, once again, tied right into that. People yeah. live in a closet and they, they put themselves in them mm-hmm. dark places. And, and a lot of people don't want to talk about stuff mm-hmm. because they fear judgment. Regardless social if media, it's your family, your play. friends, yep. social media, they just fear judgment. And I'll say I'm guilty of somebody putting something on Facebook. I'll screenshot it and show everybody. Hell yeah. We all do like, it. We all do but it. But you put yourself in that situation by putting it on Facebook. I mean, like, take social media out of the equation. There's plenty of people I can talk to when I when I'm going through something. It's up to me to be the person that's going to verbalize it because nobody else can, can verbalize it for me. So I've been through situations where I've just bottled everything in. And, yeah, um, for sure. That's with my wife. That's with my mom. That's with my friends. Like I've just bottled everything in at one time. Yep. And when it finally came out, when it, when it come out, bros, like it was, it was terrible. It was unexpected. Like, you don't know when it's going to come out. It's just going to come out. It's just there, bro. And from that point on, I was like, I can't hold this shit in no more. Nope. Like, and this was maybe three years ago when we were living in the apartment. Mm-hmm. And what broke me was my sister. Um, I saw her crying. <coughs> and I had to get in the car and drive home by myself in my thoughts. And I just... Soon as I saw my wife, I, I broke down. Mm-hmm. So from that point on, I made sure that I don't bottle stuff in. Like once everything came out, like I felt so much better. I saw my support, um, but just being able to understand that you have the support and being able to, like even your friends will support you. So yeah. don't just feel like I can't talk to them because I feel like they'll judge me. If you come to your friends yeah, on some real shit. And notice I'm saying friends, like not fake yeah, friends. Not people who not, just not, met like Yeah, just, like, nah, like friends. They will they will be your support system also. So And that's and to speak on that, you know, recently I hit y'all up with you yes. know, going through stuff like that. And it's yes. like I'm by nature I'm a very playful, laughing, mm-hmm. joking person. Everybody that knows me know that. And I'm I'm in a happy mood twenty four seven. Yeah. So it's tough for me because it's like literally every single time when I'm alone, I'm in a different mood. Yes. And it's because I put on that facade the whole time because it's tough. But like the hard part is like everybody's going to be going through something. Everybody. And I feel like I my whole life has been dedicated to helping other people. Mm-hmm. Like by my, by my nature that I just mentioned, people gradually ask me for advice. They're yeah. me for stuff. So I'm helping them with it. Yeah. And it's like. I help people with stuff so much that the last thing I want to do is put more on them. Exactly. By expressing my issues. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, so I get t- 
tied up in that never-ending battle of, damn, like, you got to talk about this. You mm-hmm. got to, but you can't at the same time. Yeah. And something that I'm learning to do now is just that. Like you said, you got to hit your friends up. You got to talk to your family. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot of shit that I've gone through that, I, that I'm going to wait till the episode to talk about because people can learn from it. People can get better from it. Yeah. Um, I can get better can. from it. And that's something that, like, having that strong male figure in your life helps with that. Mm-hmm. And it don't got to be a father. It can be a coach. It can yeah. be a uncle, a, yeah. a brother, a friend. And uh, so, yeah, so just talking and learning who's in your corner for real, for real. Mm-hmm. And uh, not relying on vices to take that away, whether that's drugs, alcohol. Yeah. Find you an outlet um, shit for me now is podcasting it's video games yeah, it's, it's working out it's definitely podcasting like, I go me. to the gym majority every morning at 4.30 before I go to work and it's I'm I'm up before everybody my phone's not going off mm-hmm. it's just me music and weight room yep. like it's and that's the best way to be because like you you can really figure out your own thoughts at that point point. Yeah. and um, even therapy with some people I mean, shit you know yeah don't be ashamed to go to therapy yeah please don't like if you feel like it could help you, try it. Don't think you're crazy. Don't think you're, um, and especially, and this is a that that's for anyone. We're not just speaking to black people. Yeah, for black people, it's different because we have this, especially black men. You have this image of what you're supposed to be like, mm-hmm. you know, which supposed to act like you supposed to not cry, you're supposed to be tough. Nah. Fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> fuck let it out. Like, like let it out. It it, it makes you stronger. At the end. Yes. Not saying you got to cry over every little thing, but don't hold shit in because when you explode, that's what they expect from mm-hmm. you as a black man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not, you know, that's my image of what you shouldn't look like. Yeah. Is that. And that goes for really any man. So, yeah. That's my take on the mental health. We will speak a lot more on that in the new year. Yeah. That episode is going to be. It's going to be a good episode. Great and emotional. For sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I got some stories to tell. I'm sure you do too. Um, yes. So yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a good that'll be a good one. So thank yeah. you all for those questions. Definitely, we're gonna keep them that. coming. Yeah, we're gonna try to do that. Um, so a few more that I missed, but for time purposes, um, we're gonna go ahead on and finish this episode off and talk about once again our spotlight, our player spotlights. Yes, sir. Um. I went first last time. You can okay. You can start us off. Cool, cool. Um, <clears throat> I'm not just gonna talk about players from my team. I'm gonna do it this episode. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I'm not just gonna talk about players from my team going forward. I want to touch on like the city in general. Um, player that I'm gonna talk about is Akeem Sledge. Uh, that's oh. my dog, man. Um, Tough. He is one of the best. He's one of the most gifted football players I've been around, um, especially for his age. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's young. Um, still has a few years left in high school. Uh, he received his first scholarship offer before he even started his first, before he ever played his first high school snap from UBA. That's crazy. It is. Um, that's a big deal. Uh, but he's a very athletic kid, gifted, um, mm-hmm. a joy to be around. Um, funny, and when it comes to football, he's always open. It's, I mean, it's he's like, it's just weird because 
I, I can't wait to see him at the at the next not level but next stage of his life because he's mm-hmm. so young. Yeah, yeah. So senior Sledge compared to freshman Sledge will be two completely different yeah, people. Way different. Um, he just got uh, an offer from uh, Penn State, which is huge. Congratulations. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, crazy part about it is he plays wide receiver and cornerback, but he's gonna be a, like his ceiling at the cornerback position is what's going to put him, is what I believe is going to have us watching him on Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah. Um, and that's a shout-out to, once again, you'll hear a shout-out a few different times, but shout-out to our boy uh, Wad underscore EZ. That's his position coach, his defense coordinator. He's taken him under his wing as well. Yeah. Um, taught him everything he knows. And the, the fruits of that labor is definitely showing. That's a player who I wanted to point out because you're going to see his name blow up yeah. even more. Yeah, he so had a pick six against uh, IMG, IMG, which was the number was three team in the country at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's I, that's what I think that's gonna be what we attest to being his "I'm here" moment. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to sorry. you. Oh, sorry, right, damn Siri. Yeah, Siri wanted to make an appearance on the podcast. Um, shout out to Sledge. Um, I know you listened to the podcast because you told me you you would support it, and if you don't. Shout us out for shouting you out. I'm never gonna shout you out again. So, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, because that means you lied to me. Yeah. Definitely. So, yep. Congrats to you, my brother. Yes, sir. Um, Congratulations. We look forward to seeing your progression in your life. Yes. So, who you got? Um, I've been coaching this kid since he was a sophomore, and when I first met him, his attitude was by far like the worst attitude I've ever seen out of a teenager. Like. And when I say the worst, like, he would get subbed out the game and wouldn't even dap you up. Like, if I had my hand out, he would just walk past me and move his hand out the way so I couldn't touch it. Mm-hmm. And in his sophomore year, I was like, fuck it. If he don't want to try, I'm not going to try. Mm-hmm. And this is my first year with him. Fast forward to this past season, I've never seen growth from a kid in that amount of time um, be so huge. Like, his attitude is, like, it's time for me to be a senior. It's time for me to take leadership. Take leadership. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a captain now. Um, <laughs> but Tabriz Allen is, he's also one of my favorite players that I've ever coached. Cool name, by the way. Yes. He's one of my favorite players. Um, real cool kid. Down to earth. Soft-spoken. Um, I've been trying to get him to Yale for three years, and I still haven't heard it. But, um... This year, he's averaging 11 points a game, uh, two rebounds, and two steals. And his high right now is 20. But he's just like one of those kids that everybody loved to gravitate to. Um, like, his leadership is has grown so much. He got his license um, at the beginning of the season. And his car was full with kids. The very first day he had his license. I was like, bro, this is illegal, but they yeah. just want to be around him. We like, all did that. Growing yeah. Up. yeah that's, they just yeah. want to be around him. So, you you know, he got that down-to-earth personality. Everybody loves him. Um, but I think this summer, well, not this summer, this season, um, he's really taken off. Uh, and I think he'll get, he'll get some interest and definitely end up playing at the next level next year. Um, I think he's that good. 
So that's good, man. Shout um, out to you, to yeah. Breeze. Um, Breezes on Instagram. Yes, y'all go. Uh, y'all go follow these players. Um, what is Sledges? Um, JP too easy from last episode. Uh, that's JP the number two easy, and then get him Trey is Trey Osmonds from um last episode also. And, uh, they fear fifty is a uh, big Trey's Instagram that I spoke about last uh last episode, mm-hmm. and Sledges is um it's Sledge but the the L and the E is a one and a three. So S one three D G E. And that's because he's number thirteen. That's yes. pretty cool. Yes, that is pretty cool. So um Oh, and he just got an offer from uh I'm sorry, Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. Yes. Congrats again, brother. Yes, he got an offer from uh Pittsburgh as well. So Yeah, if y'all wanna follow those kids and uh just keep up with them outside of us speaking um, to y'all on Thursdays, that's your chance and opportunity to follow them and get updates on them. Um, but like we said, we'll keep you updated with all those guys. Um, we haven't had any games since the last episode, and we won't play again until January the 6th. I know Jay and Life Christian don't start 707 until, what, April? Maybe April or March. Yeah, yeah so um, you'll get updates from me more so than Jay so – uh, until March. So um, just keep listening uh, if you want to hear more about them. Yep. Um, so other than that, that is, do you have anything else to, uh, nah, do you have all, anything else to speak on? Nah, I'm all good. We, I any, feel like we covered everything I plan to cover today. Good. Any shout outs for anybody, you know? Once um, again, I'm, I'm going to shout out every episode because I feel like that shit dope too. Shout out to your sister Nisha. Yeah, yeah shout out to Nish. Um, shout out to the Hardway Podcast. Yeah, my boys. Um, we got shouted out by another yeah, podcast. That's what, today. that's what I meant to tell you to shout them out. Um, let's let's shout them out today too. Um, Home Cooking Sports Podcast. Um, I'm we still haven't got a chance to listen to <laughs> them yet, but uh, we're gonna listen to them today probably. I know I am. Yes, I'm gonna. Um, to but Home Cooking Sports Podcast. So we're gonna listen to them. We appreciate the shout out. We appreciate the love from everybody. Um, and we look forward to uh, getting back to it next week. Yes. Um. So what I something I want to do at the end of every, every episode, I want to leave y'all with a quote. Um, pertaining to anything. Uh, so what I'm gonna say is, maybe the reason nothing seems to be fixing you is because you're not broken. Ooh, some deep shit. That's um, a bar. So what that means is that, you know, we spend a lot of time wondering why things aren't going right, why you feel like you might not be able to find the right man, the right woman, whatever the case may be. Sometimes we just got to sit back and realize maybe it's not us. Maybe you're just the way you are and that uh, we will never succeed at being the person we should be, but we're always going to succeed at being the person we are. So take that, apply it to your life, and... uh. Catch us next episode. Hell yeah. And I'm going to drop the mic on that one.